Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in again at a little bit of everything with me. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Cindy and she is a podcaster from the podcast, Your Daily Dose of Awesome. How are you doing today, Cindy? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. What state are you from, first of all? I'm in Ohio. You're in Ohio. So I'm Actually, I've been to your airport as a layover. And how's your weather like? It, today it was 93. So we just got out of the pool a little bit ago and I hurried up and threw the kids in the shower <laughs> myself so we could make this nine o'clock appointment. Which, you know what? I really thank you because um, I don't have kids, but I know my brother-in-law has kids and I know it's it's like a whole new world and I'm excited for it. But when the time comes, I will try to be prepared, but not so prepared, but. Oh, you're never going to be prepared, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> never. But I do condemn you because you're, it seems like you're doing a lot. Like you've got podcasting, you've got how many kids? Well, my life is kind of complicated, but in a nutshell, I have, I have five, wow. but three of them are mine. And then I have two stepsons, uh-huh. but um, my hu- so I'm on my second marriage, obviously. But my husband lives an hour away, so oh. I have three of my own kids most of the time, and then sometimes we have five all together if we're all together. Oh wow, that's like a big happy family. Most of the time, yes, it's crazy. <laughs> I can imagine. So you guys travel yeah. in minivans or in SUVs, like. Yeah, I just got a, I mean, my Flex is probably a year old, but, or a little over a year, but yeah, we have my Flex, but then my husband has a small car, so we don't really ever use his car, but yeah, usually in the Flex, if we travel together, we're usually not all together, though, or we'll take two cars, mm-hmm. but we have gone on vacation together a couple yeah. times, and that's always interesting. Wow, but that's so cool, and um, I say cool now because I don't have children, but. <laughs> Come talk to me after I have the first one. I'll probably be like, oh, not so much. No kidding. Yeah. It's exhausting. Like vacations are exhausting. And it's like I need a vacation before and after the vacation. Yeah. Like seriously. Because, yeah, I agree. You definitely need that. Yeah, like right now is is so crazy because my son uh, is a basketball player. He's a senior in high school. And so he is trying to, um, you know, get into college. And so he has to go to these different (laughs) tournaments and events and things to like get in front of other coaches from colleges. So like two weeks ago, he was in Chicago and that one was just for fun. It was a Filipino um, basketball tournament that we did just for fun. But, um, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of interesting because he's six, eight and he's half Filipino. So (laughs) he was like big stuff there. Um, And then, uh, then he went to Kentucky this past weekend, and then this weekend he has to go to Columbus, Ohio, and then the following weekend he goes to Indiana. Wow. And then, in the meantime, 
Mm-hmm. My ex, my kid's dad, is taking my other two girls because my son's going with my parents to where is he going this week? Oh, Columbus. And then um, my kid's dad is taking the girls to Myrtle Beach. And then I'm going to Arizona with my husband and his boys. So like, we're literally like going to be all over the country. Wow. That's a lot of traveling and good for your son. Like, and the fact that you're supporting him in a sport that, you know, that he loves, that's, that's, that's a, a bonus. Yeah, let me just tell you, it it takes a team of people to keep this family together. And honestly, like, none of this would happen without my parents. Like, thank God. My parents are super helpful. But but yeah, I'm really, it's an exciting time. It's just very exhausting for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. But you guys, you're doing great from what you're telling me. I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> I, I'm keeping it together the best I can. I don't always have it together, but I am trying. <laughs> but you're, I feel like you're doing such a great job from what you're telling me. I know I don't know you as well. Um, we're obviously going to get to know you in this little bit and also when we're done. Um, but that's amazing to bring two families together, you know, all these kids it's wow that's amazing because you see you see in here nowadays um you know when there's split ups and stuff you know there's always tension kids don't want to talk to this parent or that parent or that brother and sister or they can't just get along and it's wow just hearing you and how this you know village say it's a village (laughs) uh, you know and it's it's you're holding it that's amazing yes we do our best yeah so Tell me about your podcast. I want to know more about it. Um, oh, well, where do you want me to begin? Gosh. So, okay. With the, the craziness that you got going on, the, the amazing craziness, um, what brought you to start your podcast? Um, it's kind of interesting. Um, so like, I would say maybe like two or three years ago, I didn't know what a podcast was. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to get in shape. I'm always trying to get in shape. I'm always trying to find some kind of workout that's going to work for me. And I was talking to a friend, but she's that friend that like, you know, is up at 4am and goes to the gym before work and, you know, runs all these 5Ks and 10Ks and, you know, just like a beast, right? (laughs) So um, I asked her, I said, how do you how do you do it? Cause like, I think exercising is painful and I can't stand it. And she's like, Oh, I just listened to a podcast and you know, and I just keep going. And you know, in fact, I forget, you know, about the pain because I'm so into what I'm listening to. And so I was like, well, what's a podcast? And she says, you know, Oh, look at your phone. And she showed me like the little purple icon. She's like, click on that. And she's like, just get on Pinterest and look up something you're interested in. And, um, and then just, it's just like talk radio pretty much. Or like, if you want to listen to some kind of a story, you could do that. Or, you know, there's podcasts for everything. So I got on Pinterest and I, I found, um, one that sounded interesting to me. So my first podcast I ever listened to was called Tiny Leaps, Big Changes with Greg Clunas. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to him and it's like a, a self-improvement podcast. And I like learned so much from him and have done so many things because literally like his podcast is about like taking tiny leaps, like little things that you can do 
to make your life better. Yeah. And so um, I really liked listening to him. And then I just like got this idea in my mind to that, well, maybe I should start a podcast. And I don't know where that idea came from because I'm really, and, and a lot of people say that's hard to believe, but I'm really not like a talker. I know that sounds crazy. And I like was shy growing up. And, um, like I feel very overwhelmed when I like have to be in social situations yet I'm a fifth grade teacher. So I'm like totally cool with being around kids and things like that. My husband's a minister, but I told him like, please don't ever put me in front of the congregation because I really can't talk in front of adults. Yeah. Um, so it's like really odd that I got this idea. And so like, I was, I just like kept putting on the back burner and talking myself out of it. Like, no, why would I want to do a podcast? Like, who's going to want to listen to me? You know, I have nothing to say. Where is this idea coming from? But then it was like keeping me up at night. And in the meantime, my, I think it was around like election time. Mm -hmm. Um, the media was very negative, you know, like I'd watch the news and it was negative on my Facebook feed, all negative. Like there's just so many negative things going on and I wanted to do something about it. So then like my ideas like started to evolve, like, you know, start a podcast on awesomeness, you know, cause I already had a blog called the bus of awesome. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just felt like, you know, I felt like God was telling me you have to, you have to do this podcast. So I kept like saying, no, I'm not going to do it. This is ridiculous. And then, um, and then like the next day on Greg's show, Tiny Leaps, he had, he was starting a podcasting online class. Oh, I know. So then I was like looking at it, like looking at that, like it was a sign. So I was like, okay, really don't want to do this, but I'll look into it because it's this nagging feeling is driving me insane. So I looked into it and I couldn't afford it. So then like that night I prayed to God. I was like, why would you? lead me to a class that I can't afford. It's like, Lord, you know how much money I have. You know how much money I make. There's no way I'm going to be able to, to do this. And I'm like, you know, like, like staying up at night and having these discussions with God. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, if you really want me to do this, you're going to have to show me the money because I'm, I'm not going to do it because I don't have the money. And then, um, then I had forgotten that um, through Greg's show, he had a whole episode on the app Digits. Have you ever heard of Digits? No. It's like a, because I'm really, I'll be honest with you, I'm really not that great with money. I, I try really hard, but I stink at it. But Digits is just one of those um, apps that like looks at your spending patterns and like puts away like $2 or $5, you know, just like here and there. Oh. Like you don't even know, you don't even know it's gone. Like seriously, I didn't even know, I forgot about it. That's how little it was impacting my bank account. Oh, wow. So I seriously, like, it just popped in my head. I was like, oh my gosh, that's right. I should check it <laughs> and yeah. see how much money I have in there. I had more than enough. Wow. More than enough money. And I was like, okay, so I guess I should take the class. So I took it and I loved it and I learned a ton. Um, and this is all pre-anchor. Like, I didn't know anything about anchor yet. Yeah. And so I took the class and, um, and it was, he like showed students how to use audacity. Have mm -hmm. you heard of audacity? I use that. Yeah. You do use that. Okay. See, I'm not super techie. So I had a hard time with it. Like I was watching YouTube trying to figure it out. And, um, 
I just, it just wasn't working for me. I was super confused about it. And I wasn't, I didn't have enough time to like learn that part of it myself. Mm-hmm. So I threw in the towel again. I'm like, forget it. You know, and that was really upset because I spent all this money and I even recorded using Audacity, but then I had to edit and I hated it. I'm like, just forget it. This is too hard. And I quit. And in the meantime, like I had told lots of people, you know, I'm going to start this podcast and everybody thought it was a great idea, but then I quit. I'm like, just forget it. And um, one day my son, you know, he's 17 and his um, friend came over and he knew that I was trying to start a podcast. And so like he was asking me, he's like, so how's your podcast going? And I was like, what podcast? He's like, I thought you were starting a podcast. I was like, well, I quit because I can't edit anything and I can't, I just, it's just too hard. And he's like, well, um, he's like, what did you hear about anchor? And I was like, well, what's that? He's like, well, check it out. And it's free. He's like, I don't, he's like, I just happened to see it. And I thought of you, he's like, check it out. It's free. It it looks really easy. So I did. And so here I am with the show. (laughs) So that's my story. Wow. I feel like I can relate to you in, in so many ways. First of all, I'm very shy as well. And some people are like, really, really, you're shy. Second of all, I wasn't a talker either. Um, you know, it's funny though, because like I would not, I'm, I guess I'm over my shyness. I guess I, I shy is not really a good word. It's just like, I feel like having conversations sometimes is work to me, but it's like with podcasting, like nobody's in the room with me talk, you know, most of the time, exactly. <laughs> you know, like I do interviews, but like when I'm doing an, a show by myself, it's just me. Yeah. So it's not that intimidating. <laughs> no, it's true. And you're absolutely right. And it's, it's so different because like what I mean by shyness, like, okay, if we were, um, if you were at a bar and you were with your friends and my friends, and then one of my friends who there's very, a chatty Kathy one, but she's got this confidence that she can talk to any stranger on the street, which is amazing. Yes. So um, is my husband. <laughs> you see, there you go. So then when she brings people in, let's say she brought your group of friends in, I would be the one that's kind of just, you know, holding my drink and just observing how my friend can just talk to any friggin' person out there. It doesn't matter who yeah. you are. She's like sparking a conversation. Like you knew her for 20 years. That's, yes. that's my friend of mine. And I'm just like, and I don't have that skill. <laughs> and I don't either. So I would be the one in the background. like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been there too. Like that. That's me. Um, mm. the other thing is like when you get comfortable with your group of friends, I'll be social with them. But when it comes to new friends, it takes me a while to kind of like break down that shell and be able to kind of, okay, let's just let it go. It's okay. Like it's just, you know, we're just having a conversation. Like it's, it's a lot, right. Cause I also have anxiety as well. And, um, it, I feel like everything just triggers in. And then, um, the other thing when I started, I, okay. So I have a learning disability, which is dyslexia. So I kept telling myself, okay, at the point of my life, I am so much that I've accomplished. It took a lot of struggle. I said, I'm going to do some volunteer work at the local organization. And I'm just going to, I want to speak about my story and my experience to kids, parents, whatever, in order to help these children feel confident or young adults to say, okay, well, now I see this person succeeding in life and what he or she has done. Let's hope that, you know, I can spread that message to them so they can really feel confident in themselves and what they're doing, knowing that 
anything is possible, but we just, you know, take a longer time or different paths to, to get there. Yeah. And I said, okay, let me just do the podcast, share my experience and kind of help me kind of re- reduce that nervousness and anxiety. Cause now what I'm supposed to be doing is uh, public speaking. And I'm just like public speaking. Oh, no way. Like, uh, you know, it's crazy. Like, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, let me just do the podcast to kind of ease my way in with talking to strangers. Cause even at work, when I'm on the phone, it's like, I get this like anxiety buildup, like who, how is this person going to act? How is this person going to react? And I, I tend to forget my sentences and that's mm-hmm. because of everything that's, that I go through. And, um, now with podcasting, I can just easily call anybody and be like, Hey, how's it going? I'm so-and-so. We just want to know if you're, for example, in my work, cause I am in construction. It's like, Oh, okay. Are you interested in uh, pricing a job that we have? You know, yada, yada. Before it would be like, I would be like, Oh my God, I, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. Right. Cause it also depends. You're, you're worrying because most of these companies, subcontractors, it can be really rude. Sometimes they don't care. They're just like, no, we don't have the time now, but you know, mm-hmm. so I hate hearing that even though it's not really my specific little project within the job. So, um, I don't know. I, I sometimes take it to heart and I shouldn't. So with yes. the podcast, I felt like, okay, I can talk to you now with at ease because I feel comfortable and I, I feel that energy. And then there's, um, when I'm on my own, I have no problems. Like you're just like, yeah, you can just talk all day, talk whatever you want, do mm-hmm. be you literally. So yes. Like, podcasting uh-huh. has definitely helped me come out of my comfort zone. And, and because I've been able to do it, like I, I have more courage to do, to try other things too. Yes. So. That's what I've been trying to do as well. So if I see, okay, we got a lot of visitors in, uh, on the job site, of course, I try to spark a conversation because it obviously looks professional on my behalf being the first, the first person they see. So I've been doing little goals in my head to kind of be like, okay, this person comes in, I'm just going to ask how they're doing, you know, da, 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 and trying to spark a conversation. Cause I look at my friend and I'm like, okay, I don't know how the hell you ended up talking to this random person. And you guys literally sound like, you knew each other. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But that's why I started. I feel like, uh, like, you know, we, we do have some similarities there and, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So you've told me earlier about this is your one year. Yes. So (sighs) tell us more, like, what do you talk in your podcast? What is the message that you want to set across? Um, the message that I want to get out to people is that like, just to be more positive because I, um, I've had some struggles. Like I've, I, you know, I've been through divorce and a rocky marriage and, you know, I was a very, and part, and, you know, honestly, like when you get a divorce, like it's not, I'm not blaming everything on my ex. I mean, it really does take two Mm -hmm. to divorce. And, you know, I was just very, very negative. And, um, and then even as we were divorcing, like it got worse and worse and worse. And it's like, I know people who are divorced can totally relate because it gets very ugly before it gets better. And I did not like who I was becoming. And I just like, I'm not, I mean, I guess it was just like the advice of different people and um, just different people telling me things that I started to like slowly claw my way out of that hole um, by letting a lot of stuff go. 
and just not holding on to the anger. And I just have learned so much. Like, I, you know, and I've lost, you know, fr I've lost a close friend to leukemia. Um, my best friend or my son lost his best friend in a car accident. He was like a son to me. And it's like, when I look at these things, it's like, you know, we don't, I don't have time to be angry. I don't. And so that helps me. And so after knowing what I've been through, I want people to learn and be inspired from my show that, you know, just by trying to be as awesome as you can is just going to be so much more healthier for you. And I just want people to make their life, make better choices and just be, just try to be the best that you can every day because you never know when your life's going to be taken from you. And, um, yeah, so like that's basically my message. I'm hoping that like whoever listens to my podcast, they too like get something out of it and they go do something awesome with their life and they just their awesomeness just spills into the people that they're around and it just keeps causing this wave of awesomeness that just continues around the world. I just want everybody to, you know, take life by the horns and just just rock this gig. You only have one. So you're absolutely right. First of all, sorry to hear about your losses oh uh, yeah i mean it, it was let's see we'll be going on my friend todd passed away it was just a year in may and then caden will have been gone for um two years in december wow. um and it's it's been a, i mean I, you know i don't want to turn this into a sad show or anything but um i mean i definitely learned a lot because those two were very very positive people yeah and I totally feel like they lived their life as full as they possibly could. And that's how I want to be. I mean, that's like, I want, I want, if they can hear me, see me, whatever, I want them to know that, you know, I forever remember you and I think about you every day and through me, I want to keep your memory alive because they did so many awesome things in their life. I mean, Caden was only 17 mm -hmm. and just was this amazing child. And it's like, you know, I want to keep your memory alive and I want to be awesome just like you. <laughs> so No, but that's so beautiful because like they impacted you and your family in a certain way. So it's like, you, for me, I, I, I would feel like it's, you have to kind of keep spreading that happiness that they have. Yeah. It's, you know, the crazy world we live in now, it's changed so much and it's, you know, people are taking things too seriously. Like it's, there's so much happening, a lot of negativity, a lot of toxic that we need, obviously your daily dose of awesome because you need that, you know, happiness around you, right? You need that positivity to help you keep going because it's always, it's, I feel like we're all focused on the negative, 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 negative. Yeah that we forget yeah. like we only have one life to live and it's true right like even when like somebody upsets me I mean like I was just talking to my husband like I know what my triggers are I know what's gonna really make me mad mm -hmm. and and it's really only one thing I mean I the, my one trigger is just my kids like please don't if my kids are not angels and they're not perfect but if someone wrongs my child or is, or is not supportive of what we're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Like that's a trigger for me. Yeah. It just is like, I mean, I know, I know you don't have kids, but when you do, you'll get it. Like there's yeah. just, there's don't hurt my babies. That's just it. Like if, but if they've done something wrong, I get it. Cause you know, they're not perfect, Yeah. but that's my trigger outside of that. I 
I don't really get that upset about anything mm-hmm. because it's just not worth it. I don't even like getting upset when it comes to my kids. I mean, nobody likes to get upset. I just don't let a lot of things irritate me. Mm-hmm. Like I do, I get overwhelmed and I start biting people's heads off and I'm really working on that Yeah, <laughs> because my life is overwhelming at times, more times than others. And I feel really bad when I get to the point of like explosion, but, um, but it does take a lot. It takes a lot for me to get upset just because it's like, you know, and I know this sounds kind of morbid, but it's like, you know, you, you don't know if the next minute is given. I don't want to waste my time being upset. I just don't. Yeah. So. Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to a little, little bit, bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. No, you're absolutely right. And it's weird how something drastic has to happen in order to kind of change your your ways of thinking about life and everything in general. Yeah, it is. Like, it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. It really is. And um, it's like my father, um, we call him like the cat with nine lives because in 96, he got into a um, a really horrible accident at work. And, um, doctors basically told us like, okay, he's not going to wake up because he fell three stories. A beam came crashing down on him, ripped up oh my gosh. Um, half of his like back muscles. And, you know, he's, he may end up paralyzed. Like he was in a coma for a couple of days. It's funny. Cause I was only six years old and I can remember that till this day, how everything has happened when I came home from school. Cause he promised us like, okay, when I get home, I will, um, take you guys to Florida. Like we're going to go road tripping from Toronto, Canada, all the way to Florida, because it was like a yearly tradition that we would do when school was out. And um, we got home and we were just waiting and waiting and he's never come home. So it's how that in memory is in, in my head imprinted and it's never going to go because just because obviously it was traumatic and I was such a young age, but I can remember every single detail and it's crazy. But so he survived, thank God. And um, it's, okay, what happens after, right? My dad was the breadwinner. My mom had to start working. We struggled for a long time. We had to sue um, the, uh, the company he was working with because due to safety and, you know, in construction, all this other craziness, like there were so many laws back in the, like that were implemented and now things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have that incident. And then uh, a couple of years later, my dad had to get a, a valve replacement in his heart. So I'm like, hey, he's going to get cut open again. They keep telling us, oh, it's 50-50. We're not Oh, my sure. gosh. So then that same night after they got operated, they call us at 3 in the morning. Hey, listen, he's losing a lot of blood. Maybe you guys should come down because I don't, I don't think he's going to make it. I'm just like, oh, my Lord. Okay, this is the second thing I'm going to go through again. Like, what is happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and um, we go and see him. We stayed at the hospital. We kind of slept there. Um, he was an emerge, like in the ICU, I think it's called, I don't remember. Um, but, um, 
he woke up and I'm just like, oh my God, this guy woke up. Like, this is crazy. You're telling us he was not going to live because he lost so much blood. They were doing blood transfusion and everything. And then he tells us, it's weird. It's like, I went to the other side and I came back. And wow. I met my father, my like, well, not met, but re, I was able to, um, you know, reconcile with my father and said, you're not leaving now. You need to keep going. And I'm just like, that is crazy. Um, so he came back, you know. So how does he look at life? You should interview your dad. Oh, my dad is like, live your life every day. Because he even had a liver failure just recently. But since he has this mechanical valve, they can't put him under anesthesia because they literally said, um, if we put him to sleep, he's not waking up. So we thought we were going to lose him again for the third time last year. And um, we, he's just like, okay, so what do we do? Doctors, they, they actually, they had 12 surgeons around the world to put in their own opinion of what could happen in the special case. And they said, um, well, just give him whatever liquid um, medication we have and his body needs to fight it out. Because if you put this person under less anesthesia or the bare minimum, he's not going to wake up. So we can't, they couldn't operate him. And um, he fought through it. But it was one of those moments where my brother and I were just sitting and because I'm turning 30 and he's 36, 36. So we were just sitting, we're saying, okay, what are we going to do? So it was a decision where my brother and I had to say, we need to find a backup plan and plan for the worst. Mm because they said that he wasn't going to have much to live because of the heart. It's, it's putting on too much pressure. And there's like, it was just so much happening with this heart. And um, we were like, okay, so I never thought in my life that I would have to be searching for funeral regions for my father at that oh young, my gosh. young still, he hasn't even hit 60. Oh. So yeah. And I understand his way of life and thinking and he doesn't work because of this condition, but this is where a lot of people don't understand. Um, it's, I have to live obviously now because I'm still young. God forbid nothing happens. I'm going to knock on wood right now. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I kind of take on his values of life of he has to live life every day. Like every day he's like, I want to go out. I want to have a great time. And that's his motto. He's going to go out and have a great time because he's just like, Okay, I've had three times to live. Three times. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know if I'm going to have a fourth one, he says. Okay? Yeah, of course. Him, this mechanical valve, once it's done, it's done. They can't reoperate me because they told us they would give you about 20 years with it. And it's been, what, 12 years? So he's still probably 12 years. Yeah, now I could be wrong. But even that with the liver and his heart complications, they said they only had one year to live. My dad surpassed that doctor's thing, one year to live. It's been a year and like three months. Mm -hmm. So he's doing a lot better because his outcome is, you got to think positive. If they tell you, they, well, as soon as they told me he had one year to live, yeah, he'd gone through a depression phase in, within that month, but he looked at it as, you know what? Why am I, why am I so depressed about this? Yeah, I won't be there. I won't 
it's would I be able to meet my grandchild? Would I ever meet future grandchildren? Like, you know, because I'm not there yet because I have complications of my own. But, you know, I'm thinking like, oh my God, he's never going to meet my child. He's never going to meet my child. Like if we have one, like, you know, you're always thinking these little things. But his way of life is just enjoy what you have now because you don't know if tomorrow you're going to live. It's like he has that saying in Spanish, you're here today, you're gone tomorrow. That's what he Mm -hmm. always told us since day one, 1996. You're here today, you're gone tomorrow. You're here today, you're gone tomorrow. Right. And that's his way of thinking. And it's weird, like, you know, a drastic event has to happen for you, for your mind to change. And sometimes my husband doesn't get it. Like my, I tell him, listen, he's had three chances to live. Like, I know some people are like, oh, I need to save money for retirement. I got to, you know, you're, you're thinking about what your future is going to be like when you're living as a senior. But my dad's just like, hey, I'm probably not even going to make it. So I'm just going to it now. Right. <laughs> I know. I teeter between those two things. Cause it's like, it's like, I'm trying to save, save, save for, you know, I've got to put three kids through college. Yeah. And- you know, I want to, I know what I want to do when I'm retire. And it's like, you know, I'm going to need some money. Exactly. And that's like, I want to live for the now though. Yes. Yes. yes, Tomorrow's not promised, but I, if it is, I need money then too. Exactly. (laughs) You're absolutely right. And that's where I think everyone's kind of like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? But we can make the most of it just being at home with your children, right? Being home with my husband, like enjoying those times together. Cause like my husband has this thing. Cause now he's seen what my dad has gone through. It's mm-hmm. like, I need to, when he goes away for work, he's just like, I need to say, I love you every night. I don't care yeah. if I'm half asleep or whatever, because I don't know what tomorrow will bring. And I'm like, well, finally you're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? And sometimes I'm guilty of that. And I forget to call him and I feel bad. Like I was on vacation with my parents. Cause obviously now, as a daughter of a father who's very sick, not, well, he is mobile and, you know, he's, he looks fine from the outside, but inside we really don't know. And he tries to hide the real reason. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll take you to Florida, which we did last year. We'll do our thing. We'll, we'll rent a car. We'll go crazy because he can't drive. And um, this year, okay, we, we did, we did a little family vacation and now we're planning the next one because I, I just want him to enjoy himself because it's true. Yes. You really don't know what's going to happen. It's right. sinking into my money, but at the same time, I'm just like, okay, like what you said, you got a teeter top between the two and I'm like, okay, but it's my dad. I need to make him feel like when he leaves this world that he's just like, you know what? My kids took care of me. My wife took care of me. Like I I've seen it all with the help with my family. I was able to see the world type thing. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, you know, have that mindset. And then this, this is where these happy podcasts come into my life because you need that happiness to kind of keep yourself going and kind of thinking, Mm -hmm. You know, I had to fully accept the fact that my dad was going to pass away after two months, like last year. And I had to, you know, I had some therapy and stuff and I was more at peace when me going to a funeral home and checking out quotes, which which I'm like, oh my God, should I just pay for my own lot now? Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I was just like, you know, my, the lady was just like, I'm surprised how you're reacting. And I'm like, well, I have no other choice. Like, I can't be like, oh my God, he's gonna, he's, I can't be thinking like he's going to be gone. I have to accept the fact that that's the reality that I have to live with. 
Well, it's all of our reality. That's why we have to like enjoy the now, like, and just like, you're going to get upset and you're going to have trials and you're going to be sad, but it's like, try really hard to move past it and just enjoy life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be for those listening. It doesn't have to be going on a trip every month. It's what you do at home too. It's like, you know, let's shut off the TV and the electronics. Let's have a game night. Right. You know, it's raining outside. Let's just put up some candles and pretend that the lights are out and let's just enjoy, you know, (laughs) just like the old school, like what I remember growing up, like we had no technology, no nothing except for a TV, but you know, we, it was more fun. We played with cars. We play with, you know, my mom played with dolls with me and it's just, you know, these fun activities that we always used to do. Yeah. It's totally different these days. Yeah. 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 So I love these podcasts because it really helps me kind of just navigate to that. I I know I listened to your recent episode about fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was just like, it hit spot on. It really did because I'm like, you, you do have to conquer your fears eventually. You do have to conquer those fears of being able to speak to a stranger and make it seem like right. you've known them for 20 years. <laughs> well, if you want it to go away, you know what I mean? Like, if you're cool with living with your fear, then so be it. Yeah. But I don't like that feeling. Like, no. I want to I get it over with, you exactly. know? And, like, that episode, though, like, there's that I was talking like specifically I don't know I probably should have said this more but like specifically the fears that you actually can control yeah like there are certain fears that I can't control yeah you know like and I'm I'm reading that book um oh my goodness what's it called again feel the fear and do it anyway yeah and it's like and I've only read the first four chapters and it's like, and that's what it's focusing on right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested in hearing about like fearing other things that you cannot control. Yeah. You know, like, like I fear losing a child. Like I don't even like saying that out loud. That's mm-hmm. how bad I fear it. Yeah. But that's like a whole different fear. Like that's out of my control. Yeah. You know what I mean? that, yeah, it is. But like starting a podcast, that's in my control. Yeah. You know, like I want to write a book that's in my control. Haven't done it yet. You know? Yeah. So, and it's like, I would like to, I would like to try, like, I feel like I was just telling my husband this because I I may like my job, but I wish like in our country or like, I don't, I don't know if it's just our country, but I just wish we had more time to like try different careers. Cause it's like in our society, it's like, like I'm a teacher and I'm going to have to keep teaching like for another 12 years. Yeah. And it's like, but you know, there's so many other things I want to try. It's not that I hate teaching cause I don't hate it, but it's like, there's a lot of different things I want to try, but there's like no time <laughs> in my life, well, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I actually met an author who was on my podcast. Um, she was a teacher for five years. She, she's about 60 now. So she says she's done about a lot of careers in her time, but it was like, she it was funny because at that time when I interviewed her she's like oh well I just put in my two weeks notice as a teacher and I'm like oh okay and she's like yeah now I'm looking for the next career and I'm just like wow and she's like yeah I, I move around a lot and I'm like wow that's good for you because some people are just like you know for me okay I, I got my dream job and am I gonna move from that no because I'm gonna stay there it's what I always wanted but before mm-hmm. I would move around. I was a personal trainer. I did retail management. I worked in sales. I did um, inventory and logistics. Like, you know, I moved around a lot because I was trying to find my niche because I couldn't find a job in my career. 
But I see what you're mm-hmm. saying though, because you just want to, it'd be nice to just, Hey, did you want to become a nurse? Like you can, yeah, and then that. like, bam, become one, <laughs> but no, you've got to go to school. Exactly. And-, <laughs> and then, you know what? It's if like you time like- is ticking. I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, okay. You don't like nursing. Then you can have your job back as a teacher. You know, right. awesome that, that- but that's not how it is. And no. it's like, like for me, it's like, I love having a podcast. I love it. And I could do so much more with it, but I, I can't, you know, I don't, like right now it's just not the time. I just don't have enough time. Yeah. But I would love to, yeah. you know, I would love podcasting to be my only job. Oh, me too. And I hope it becomes a reality for both of us till a point where, Hey, podcast every day, no problem. And me, right. <laughs> because I seriously could probably like if podcasting was all I did, I seriously could pop on an episode every day. Yeah. Like I just love it that much. I love doing it, which totally shocks me. And isn't that crazy how you fall in love with it? Because I found like, I think after a week of doing it and getting the hang of the things and the functions that Anchor provides, Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, this is awesome. And then you start, you know, using social media to market, word of mouth, whatever it is, then you're seeing like the reaction from it. And you're just like, I can't believe I just made that. And someone's actually listening to it. I know. Yes, exactly. Like I got the coolest thing this morning, actually. I woke up and I always check Facebook first thing in the morning. (laughs) I had a, um, and I should probably direct him to this episode, but I had a listener from Brazil (gasps) the coolest message this morning. And it's like, it's so interesting to me. Like, like, I mean, I, it feels good, like with your self-esteem that people actually like, like my show, you know, I'm sure it's a huge confidence booster, Mm -hmm. but like to, to know that my voice and whatever, and my message of awesomeness has reached like to Brazil. And when I look at my, um, you know, the analytics that, uh, that anchor gives us, I mean, I can't believe how far it's gone. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's been over a year and like, it, how, like what's, I haven't hit a year yet. I started in February and I'm kind of like, oh my God, like in six, you know, seven months, I'm going to be hitting a year. Um, what, what does it feel like? Like what, what, what's making you in, become more inspired? Like what's motivating you more now? What do you, what are your plans now that you've hit one year? Well, that's a very good question because <laughs> I haven't really answered that myself, but it, when I, I just like, I feel like when I think about my show, I, and, and the fact that I hit a year and the fact that I have over 11 K listens, it's like, I, I feel like I'm outside of my body looking at myself and, and I'm like, I can't even believe you did this. Like, wow. that's just how I feel about it. Like, this is insane. Like you of all people our podcast host and people actually listen to you. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, th- like the, I just, I feel like, I, like I'm out of my body looking at myself, like, holy crap, I can't believe you did it. I can't believe I did it. I can't believe that I actually with like, cause like, you know how like you go to your day job and you show up there because you're working for someone else. Right. Yes. And you're getting paid and you're getting a paycheck. And so you show up every day. Mm-hmm. Well, with podcasting, there's nobody nobody making me and I'm barely getting paid. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like the fact that I like had that 
kind of discipline actually shocks me. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Like, but with, um, moving forward, like I definitely, I have a producer now. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew that, but I have a producer now and he's super helpful. And it's like, I want to branch out and like, I just, I want to keep doing this. I'm going to be on another show as a regular host. Um, my producer's name is Daniel Spiva and he's actually starting another show called let's talk, although that name may change, mm -hmm. but, um, but him and me and another guy, and I think he's getting one more host on there. Um, the four of us are going to have another podcast. So like, I'm really looking forward to that. And then, um, through my producer, like I've had other opportunities, like I've done a book review and a book video review also. Um, and I really loved it. I like, I didn't really think that I would enjoy that, but like just through this journey, I, I've had all these other opportunities, you know, and, um, and like, I, I want to write a book. I said that already. And, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I wanted, I just want to keep going and I just want the show to get bigger and, you know, my message to go just to keep moving. And I just think it's all really exciting, but yeah, eventually I wish that this was all I did because yeah. I really like it. Yeah. So. That's amazing though. 11 K listens. Yeah. Like, and I really thought that it's funny because I thought, well, just my family and my friends will probably listen. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not my family, but my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like my friends, I, mean, I don't know how many of my family members really listen. I mean, I don't know. They don't really ever talk about it. So I'm thinking they probably don't listen. <laughs> yeah, that's what but I my do. friends do, you know? And, um, and so that's really great, but I never thought it would go beyond that. Like my, my, um, my mo most of my listens come from Strongsville, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even from there. Oh, like, I don't even know why I have so many listens from that area. I don't even know anyone in Strongsville. Wow. So I don't know. It's just interesting though, to me, I love looking at the analytics, like where everybody's from. Oh, for sure. And I, I get a kick out of it. I'm just like, Massachusetts. I'm like, really? Virginia? Like, I, I have somebody from India. Oh, yeah, me too. And it's like, I don't know if these are like bots, you know, how people talk yeah. about these bots, but like, I've got li somebody listened in India. <laughs> yeah. And Crazy. Like, okay, Ohio. I'm like going through everything. I'm like, okay, this is, this is something because it's, when okay for those who are listening when you start a podcast it's like you really gotta get it from the bottom like really work at it because you know if you're focused on the numbers it's 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 good and bad in a way that okay I only got like two people that listen to that episode and then it's okay how else am I gonna market and how else you're gonna promote it and such. yeah it's hard and, it's and the hard. thing is like you have to just be okay with it yeah like like if I only had two people, I, I mean, obviously I get, if I only had two people listen to an episode and it's been sitting there for a little while, I'd be a little nervous. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, those two people needed to hear whatever you had to say. Exactly. They clicked on it. And, and that's, that's honestly the heart of it all. Like I, I did, um, I forget which episode it was. I don't know if it was just my most recent, I think it was my, the one I published today, but I really feel like 
we're all just a piece of this puzzle called the universe. Mm -hmm. And like, if someone is listening, they needed to hear what I had to say, whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, that somebody needed to hear it today in this moment in time. And I think that goes for like anything that we create. Like if you're going to write a book, like I have, I, like you mentioned writing a book and I want to do do that and it's on my heart, Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's our responsibility because somebody has to have it. Somebody, otherwise it wouldn't have been put in your mind. That's how I look at it. Yeah. It's so true. And I always, uh, I don't know, like for me, it's, I always have to put it in the back of my head. I'm just like, okay, even though I had a, like when I started at the beginning, I was just like, oh my God, this is like really overwhelming. Like what's going on? Am I doing something wrong? Um, how do I go about this? Only like a couple of my friends are listening. And then you start to, you know, start to doubt yourself and you know, what do I do? What do I do? Like if this goes on for too long, then I can't keep up. Like, but then I'm thinking, no, wait you know, the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to show people from the, the LD, which like I say LD because it's short, the learning disability community that, Hey, you want to start a podcast, then do it, go ahead. And that's where I started sharing my story with dyslexia and my journey, because I'm just like, this is so important to me. I need to show them that you can do anything. I went to school for personal training. I went to school for, um, for architecture, you know, and yeah, I struggled, but the message that I wanted to give across to them is that you're able to do it too. Yeah. That's how I am with my show too. Like, you know, I've, like I said, I've gone through some hard times and I was, I was very negative. I was a very negative person Mm -hmm. and hated it. Like when I look at my, my old self, I like disgust myself. Yeah. And how I was behaving. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that way. I don't want the world to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, look, if I, if I can see the bright side in things and do different things to stay happy and joyful, it's like, you can too. Yeah. You know, and I just want people to like, not, not just, just don't, just don't stick in the, in the angry negative part. It's just not healthy. No, it's not. And the other thing is like when you're meeting these people, like I've had pretty strong guests that went through big, big traumatic, you know, events in their life and then seeing them, how they pull themselves out of it and seeing them that they're in a better place now. It just, that's amazing to share to the world because Mm -hmm. you don't know what everyone's going through every day. And Mm -hmm. I like to keep it diverse because now like, okay, now, you know, we have Cindy on the show and Cindy can potentially help half mm-hmm. of my listeners or all of my listeners to get a dose, a daily dose of awesomeness. Yeah. I, and I, I also like to like share my life though, because I want people to know I'm like such a real person. Yeah. You know, like I am just like a lot of the people in the world. Yeah. It's like, if I'm able to go on this podcasting journey, you know, anybody can, anybody can do any, anything that they want to do. Just, you have to be okay with it taking a long time. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You do have to be okay with it. And I, I had to accept that because I'm like, wait a second. I don't know this industry. I need to teach myself and right. different ways and, and you're pretty much on your own. Yeah. You know? I mean, like we have the anchor group mm-hmm. and thankfully I have a producer, but if I didn't, I don't, I don't know what I would, I would just be learning, I guess, from 
everybody. Like, I guess it, it would just take me a lot longer to learn all of this. I think if yeah. I didn't have a producer. No, it's so. yeah, no, I agree. But um, I'm, I'm so happy to have you on the show because um, it's, I'm one of those podcasts that it's diverse. It's talking about, hence the name, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And being able to, because we have this community of podcasters, but I feel like we need to help each other. Right. In order to, you know, get to where we want to be together. And we can ha- simply just having other podcasters on the show, it will create that, you know, okay, now you're going to get listeners from Canada over to you. And it's, it gives you that motivation and you know that that energy to keep going because it's it's an amazing ride and I, I've been loving it as well. Yeah, I make that's true. I like didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I really I just to see people come together and like getting the message out there is so exciting to me. It really is. Yeah. So I thank you for this opportunity. This is pretty fun. No, but I thank you because it's um almost ten p.m. and you're a busy mom and wife (laughs) and teacher i'm not i'm not going to bed so this is this is work time (laughs) i gotta get working on other things even after this so (laughs) it doesn't end with our goodbye for me (laughs) this has definitely been fun because all i've been doing is laying here my little girls like all snuggled around me and so it's been relaxing actually that's good now tell all the listeners where can they find you your social media page if you have any tell them okay so i my show is called your daily dose of awesome and you can find me um on pretty much every single platform that you would listen to a podcast such as spotify podcoin google podcasts apple podcasts um and so on like our anchor puts our shows pretty much everywhere. And um, I do have a Facebook group and that is www.facebook.com slash groups slash YDDOA. You can find me on Instagram at your DD of awesome. You can also find me on Twitter at Cindy Liming and Cindy is spelled C-Y-N-D-I Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. And I also have a website and it is your daily dose of awesome podcast.com. Perfect. Um, thank you again, Cindy, so much. Um, thank you for your time. And thank you for sharing what your podcast is about and a little bit of your personal life. And um, hey, when you finish writing that book, let me know. We can get you <laughs> yeah. back on the show. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, that would be great. Thanks for having me. No, it's my pleasure. To all my listeners, that's all we have for now. Thanks for tuning in at a little bit of everything with me. Cindy, thank you again so much. And um, that's all we have for now. Thank you. That's it for now. And thanks for listening on a little bit of everything with me.